over a few housekeeping issues with you before we get too far into the program. I hope you've had an opportunity to review the slide and get familiar with some of the controls on your screen. Um, we don't use the chat box anymore. We are using the question and answer box and you do have the option to post your questions anonymously. And we do want your questions. We'd like to be able to answer those for you. If we can't answer them, then we can set up to perhaps correspond or call uh, outside of the, uh, the webinar to try to provide some assistance that way. Uh, so again, use that question and answer box to uh, post your questions and Jill and I will respond to those questions as we see them. Uh, an evaluation survey is going to be provided at the end of this webinar. And this is really important, folks. Question six on the survey provides a link to download your certificate of attendance. So if this is something you're interested in, you need to open the survey, please take it. And then question six will allow you to, to download your, your certificate of attendance. For those of you that might be calling in only by telephone, and, and that is an option, that means you didn't sign in through the screen, you don't have a computer open, you're only listening by phone. We know you're out there, but we don't know who you are. And so if you need to get a certificate, uh, you will need to contact InSource at InSource.org or call 800-332-4433 and identify yourself to staff at the end of business day today um, to let them know that you did participate by phone. They can get that survey to you to fill out and then that would allow you to uh, download your certificate. But again, it's this is only for registered users. So you had to have registered to, to get the link to start with. But um, again, if you're participating only by phone, then you will need to contact InSource at InSource.org or call the 800-332-4433 number to speak with staff or identify yourself to staff that you did participate in today's webinar um, and that you would like that certificate. Uh, we also have archived webinars. Many, we've recorded many of our webinars and they are available on our website. And I've got the link here, but we'll talk about that later during this presentation. And um, if you do have any further questions regarding uh, certificates and other questions regarding the webinar itself, Jill and I don't do certificates, so we can't answer those questions, but you can contact InSource at InSource.org about those certificate questions. So, okay. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and, and, and get started. Again, my name is Kathy Boswell. My co-host is Jill Sumlott. I am a regional program specialist up in Northwest Indiana, part of Lake County plus three other counties. Uh, Jill will introduce herself later. Um, Beth Ernsberger, uh, our community relations manager, was unable to attend today, so Jill's going to uh, take her place in talking about the Parent Support Volunteer Program um, and very, very good information. Um, just this is a, a great presentation, folks, because we're kind of talking about what InSource is and what we do, what we can do to help parents and uh, that have children with disabilities. So that's always very good information to have. And again, if you have questions, please post them in the question and answer box, and Jill and I will be on the lookout for those. 
we always disclaimer. Uh, this is for informational purposes only. We do not give legal advice. Uh, we're not a law firm or a legal services agency. Um, we can't legally represent a parent or students, and we can't make decisions on behalf of students. Only parents can do that. But what InSource can do is to provide uh, information and uh, support in attending meetings, helping parents to better understand the special education process and what their rights and responsibilities are. And so um, just want to be clear, this is a legal disclaimer. We're not giving advice. We're pro simply providing information. And of course, as a parent, parents always have the right to uh, seek competent, uh, consult with a, a competent attorney prior to taking any legal action that they may feel that they need to do. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and, and get started um, in this. Many parents aren't aware that kids with disabilities up until the 1970s were not regularly a part of public schools. Kids with disabilities, if they were educated, were educated in separate buildings or maybe in a classroom behind the boiler room sometimes. If you had a child with a disability in the 60s, he or she probably did not go to the same public school that his brothers and sisters may have gone to. And there were parents from for decades fought to have the right to have their kids with disabilities included in, in educational opportunities. So this information is kind of really kind of shocking. More than half of kids with special needs in our country didn't receive appropriate educational services to give them the access to that equal opportunity. And something like a million kids with special needs were in, excluded entirely from the public school system. And families often had to work hard to find services for kids. And so it, it was a very, very different landscape back in the 60s and prior, prior to the early 70s, I guess I should say. As shocking as it is now, we simply couldn't imagine our child with a disability being excluded from public school. But they often were. And so we're going to talk about how the law has changed and, and how they, the law put agencies in place such as InSource to support families that have kids with special needs. So there was some civil rights legislation passed in the early 70s and this was pretty remarkable. Uh, this civil rights piece was called Section 504 of the 1973 Rehabilitation Act. And it was actually a disability civil rights law. And it was the first to be enacted in our country. And it basically prohibited discrimination against people of any age with special needs in pro from programs that received federal financial assistance. Well, schools certainly do. Uh, and so basically it said, you know, these folks have the right to, our kids have the right to be educated with their typical peers, even if they have a disability. And so Section 504 works together with the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, which was passed in 1975, a couple of years later, and the Americans with Disabilities Act to protect children 
and, and adults that have disabilities to prevent them from being excluded uh, from participating fully in life and to protect them from unequal treatment in schools or in jobs or in the community. It's interesting, I was in school in the, the mid 70s and I recall going to school one year and suddenly there were several, several students with visual disabilities that I'd never met before. I did not know who these students were. They didn't live on my street. I would have known them if they did. I'd never seen them before and didn't really think much of it. But now in retrospect, now that I understand the history of the law, I understand exactly what happened. The Section 504 of the 1973 Rehab Act had been enacted and then presumably the following year went into, went into place. And these kids with these visual disabilities suddenly were allowed to be in the same public school that people that didn't have visual disabilities. And so it was truly a, a momentous year, I guess you could say. Um, so let's talk a little bit about IDEA or Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. This is truly another groundbreaking law because it basically specifies how special education is to be applied throughout the entire country, or at least to every state that takes federal money, and they all do, <laughs> they, they all do. Um, but so we've got this IDEA law that, um, that allows kids to be in school, and it also provides protections and safeguards for these kids and for their family. So the purpose of IDEA is to, and I'm just going to kind of read this, to ensure that all children with disabilities have available to them a free, appropriate public education, what we like to call FAPE, that emphasizes special education and related services that are designed to meet the unique needs of, of these children and to prepare them for sitting at home for the rest of their lives. Well, I, mine didn't really read that way either. To prepare them for further education, for employment, and for independent living. So there's a recognition that even people with disabilities have the right, and, and if they have that capability of you know, benefiting from further education, that most can be employed and many can live independent lives or as independently as, they're, um, you know, as, as, they, as they can, which is a real change. Again, the last 10 or 20 years of that view has changed tremendously from kids with severe disabilities, you know, leaving school and staying home with mom and dad to, wow, there's actually opportunities for these kids. Even if it's only volunteering, they might be able to live independently or semi-independently. Very different mindset. And this all comes about because IDEA says that we're providing a free, appropriate public education with a view to making these things happen. It's really pretty remarkable. So IDEA includes very specific requirements to ensure a free appropriate public education. It also provides federal funding to states to assist in educating students with disabilities. And it requires planning 
for each student to succeed. This isn't just something we cobble together. It needs to be um, planned, carefully planned. Um, we, we need to emphasize that IDEA also requires special education to plan for that post-secondary education for those that are interested for, or for, for training once they leave high school, for employment, and for independent living to the maximum extent appropriate for that, that student. And also something important, especially for our talk today, IDEA established a parent training and information center for every state. InSource is the PTI or parent training center for the state of Indiana. PTIs uh, are based on population. So larger states will have more than one. Indiana only has one because we're a relatively small state but IDEA authorizes parent training and information centers. And we've, we're all part of a, a national network. You can see we're grouped into sections. You can see where Indiana falls, falls within that group. So um, there's a lot of benefits to being part of a national network. Um, continuing education for staff at national conferences on the latest research and legal issues. So we're all kind of up to speed with what's happening. It also provides access to high quality publications and resources through national resource centers. So information that's shared that we in turn can then share with our parents. It also gives us the ability to network with other parent centers and study best practices. Don't need to reinvent the wheel. If we find something that works, we, we all need to know about it and and hopefully use it. And then also it, the, being a part of a national network gives us the ability to collect data nationally and to use that data to improve services to families. So what is the role of parent centers? Well, we serve families of children of all ages, birth actually through 26, though most of the time we seem to be pretty focused on school-aged kids, but technically, you know, we, we can help families or, or young people through the age of 26 um, and any and all special needs. Um, parent centers provide um, a variety of services. We can provide one-on-one -on -one support, talking with parents on the phone, perhaps attending case conferences. Um, we do a lot of training. That's what we are, parent training and information center. So we can share information or research it if parents can't find it, uh, but we can um, provide trainings on the special education process to help parents better understand how, how that works and what their rights and responsibilities are. They also provide a lot of publications and online, we also have online trainings and online materials that parents can access. Uh, parent training and information centers provide training and assistance to the, to the families of the nation's nearly 7 million children with special needs. There are a lot of, a lot of kids out there and a lot of families. And schools in Indiana provide services to identified students until the age of 22. And we've got approximately 175,000 kids with IEPs, but though clearly that, that can vary from year to year. 
So now that we know a little bit about what a parent training and information center is supposed to do, I'm going to talk about some about the specific services and supports that insert InSource can provide. So again, establishing we are the, the PTI for the state of Indiana. We were established back in 1975, which, which corresponded with um, the first um, incarnation of IDEA. Um, it was called, pub, uh, it was a public law. It wasn't called IDEA at that time, but, um, but it did establish the, the need to establish parent centers. We got, uh, one of, we were one of the first five parent centers in the country to get that federal grant awarded back in 19, 1976. We are funded through the Indiana Department of Education and we have a, good, a really good, I believe, relationship with Indiana Department of Education. Uh, we're also funded through the United States Office of Special Education and Rehabilitation Services Administration. So that's where our funding uh, comes from and from donations that, that folks and agencies might choose to make to support our work. A little bit about InSource, virtually all of our staff are parents, individuals with special needs. Even our InSource board of directors is composed of a majority of parents of individuals with special needs and some of them are have special needs themselves. And we, are, we also have service providers uh, represented there that work with individuals with disabilities. So our board of directors is made up of people that have been there and done that. They've been down in the trenches and they understand the unique needs that, that people with disabilities have. And so they help to provide guidance to how our, how our agency goes along. Our staff often have close connections with the special needs community. So we do have that understanding of the challenges that families uh, families face because we've often faced them ourselves as well with our own children or a family member. Um, I became involved with InSource as a volunteer way back in 1996. I had heard about InSource. I had a foster child placed in my home that had special needs, and I realized I really didn't know very much about it, and, but I had heard of InSource. And so I contacted them and I did what was then a three-day in-person training. It's not that, not that lengthy anymore um, to learn about rights and responsibilities, to learn about Article 7, and that in turn enabled me to be a more effective advocate for children in my home that had disabilities, including a child that we eventually adopted. And it also allowed me to um, help other parents as I could, because the parent-to-parent -parent model is a great way to assist people, just like support groups. You're meeting with people that have similar interests or similar concerns. You share information and you support one another. And that's what we try to do. That's what we try to do. Um, we do, like I said, that volunteer program, we do still have that. Joe will be talking about that shortly. Um, but our assistance is provided to families at no cost. So I think that that's a really pretty marvelous selling point, if you know what I mean. 
So how do we work with families? We do assist parents in understanding their educational rights. In fact, next month, Jill and I are going to uh, present webinars on special education 101. So you can get that basic overview of the process and of, and of your rights. And then we're going to follow up with how to prepare for a case conference, which is critically important as well. So we, you know, we do train parents. We want you to have this information to help you to become a more effective advocate for your child. We give that's in these trainings are all part of sharing that information that most parents don't know, quite frankly. I didn't know all of this when I first got involved. I had no idea. And it, it can be a very eye-opening experience to sit through some of these trainings or to view them online and to realize, wow, I didn't know that existed, or I didn't, I didn't know that. And so very, very important. We also try to help parents and schools to work together and to develop positive working relationships. I subscribe to the, it's not us against them. When you have a case conference meeting, your team is just exactly that, a team. And sometimes we don't always agree, but we still have to be able to work together. We can disagree with people and not become mortal enemies. And studies have shown, as I understand, that when parents and schools work cooperatively, and again, even if you disagree with certain points, we still tend to have better outcomes for students. So, um, and then as I'd mentioned earlier, our, a big part of our work is to help parents Enable, to enable parents to become better advocates for their own children. So there are lots of ways that we help. We do have regional offices throughout the entire state. If you go to insource.org and scroll down to the bottom, you will find uh, a staff directory and you can either you know, look at the, the administration team or you can choose to look for regional program specialists and you can find who the person is that takes care of the county in which you live. So every county is covered. And if for some reason you can't find that, please contact um, our main office. Um, we'll provide that information again at the end. Um, but we want to hook you up to the person in your area, the in-source staff that will be able to assist you and try to help you to get your questions answered. We spend a lot of time on the phone. Um, and again, answering questions, trying to brainstorm with parents, some ideas to perhaps solve some problems, um, helping parents to understand what their options might be. But ultimately, only the parent can make decisions and only the parent can follow through. So we wanna make sure that you understand what your options might be, what your choices might be. And hopefully you'll be able to take that and, and make that work for you. We do parent training classes. Clearly, we're doing a training right now. Um, and we do webinars. We do in-person trainings. Uh, we have online trainings on our website that you can view in the privacy and in, at, the, at your own convenience in your home. You don't have to be with us right at this time, much as we, we're happy that you are. <laughs> but uh, sometimes 10 o'clock at night after we've finally gotten the last kid in bed might be the most convenient time and the, less, the least stressful time where you can actually sit down and pay attention without being disturbed. And we want you to, to have access to that information any way that you can get it. We do sometimes attend case conferences at schools. Um, 
that's just something that you know the the date and time has to be coordinated between you the school and in-source staff if they if they might be available um, so that's another way that we help i mentioned our website insource.org there are uh, lots of resources and publications that you can click on to download or just to simply read. We've got that list of online training classes and those archived webinars that I mentioned earlier. Again, you just have to create a username and password and you can go and look at, look at them and, and, and view them. And I would strongly encourage you to do so. We also have a calendar of training events so you can see what trainings are happening uh, in my area, if, if any, in-person trainings. So it's just a way to see what's going on. So, and of course, this varies from year to year, but for the most part in a typical year, more than 15,000 parents are helped with one-on-one -on -one assistance. That's a lot of parents. That's a lot of parents. And we're very proud of the fact that we're able to provide information and assistance to help families to better understand and better navigate the very confusing special education process. We want you to understand. Uh, more than 4,000 parents actually attended a workshop or a training session. We're again very, very proud of that. People are looking for information and they're coming out to, to do it. More than 4,500 parents did, uh, did some of the online trainings that we have on our website. Again, it's so convenient. Uh, if you can't come out, though, Coming out in person is good too because it's easier to get questions answered um, individually, but the online trainings are awesome too. Again, just so convenient, especially in the winter when nobody wants to drive out when there's three feet of snow on the ground or there's ice on the road or whatever, whatever the inconvenience or the dangerous condition might be. More than 2,000 parents received in-person in support at a school meeting. So we, in a given year, up to 2,000 or possibly more case conference attendance. So, and then more in something like 175,000 people go to our website for information. The information's there and I'm going to take you through some screenshots in, in a moment um, of our website so that you can see what it looks like, especially for those of you that may not have looked there before. And it, it's a fabulous resource and you can access it any time. You don't have to wait till somebody's in the office to talk to them. You might be able to find the information right there. And we, we want you to be able to do so. So how does InSource make a difference? Well, in a typical year, 95% of, of parents that reported said that the information they received from InSource was very useful. That That's a nice, that's a nice figure. 95% of parents that we worked with said that they were provided with information that they needed to help to make those, those difficult and critical decisions in developing um, their child's IEP. And 93% of school personnel identify that um, when in-source staff attended a meeting, it helped to promote a more positive environment and help the parent to improve outcomes of the meeting. And so, you know, hopefully we're helping to build bridges. Sometimes by the time we get involved, there's often a lot of burnt bridges that really have to be repaired because as long as you're in that school district, you're going to be working with these people, these same people. This is your team. 
And so trying to, to build that sense of, of, of being a team and we have the same goal and doesn't mean we always agree with one another. It does not, but there are steps to work through that as well. And having a healthier relationship can sometimes help to work out those disagreements without having to go to a due process hearing necessarily. <clears throat> We've got some comments from parents and uh, you, you can read those, but you know, these are just a, a couple that parents have, have shared that felt like InSource provided an invaluable service to them and to their child. And, and really like hearing that. We like to think that the work that we're doing is being effective in helping parents and helping others to support good outcomes for children with disabilities. So again, our goal is to empower parents to learn how to advocate for their children um, more effectively. Okay, I had mentioned earlier that I was going to do some screenshots uh, of our website. So this is our landing page. When you first get there, you'll see parent help, parents helping parents, and that's that parent-to-parent -parent model, which is very, very effective, and it's something that we follow with our volunteers. Um, I like talking to somebody that's been there and done that, somebody that understands that's been in the trenches as well. Most parents feel that way too. InSource can provide that, as can other volunteers. So um, you can see there's different uh, you know, tabs to click on. You can click on home, um, about, resources, training, and getting involved. If you'll look below under about, and I don't think I, I scrolled down far enough, but there is staff directory there. So if you're looking for staff, you're going to want to scroll down to the bottom of the page and bring up the regional program specialists and see the map and find who that person is and get their contact information there if you have questions or, or you feel that you need assistance. I'm not seeing any questions in the question and answer box, so please, please feel free to post those questions. We'll, we're, still, we're still watching for them. So a little bit about InSource. Um, you know, the trainings that we do, the parents helping parents through the, um, you know, staff and volunteers that either have children or family members with disabilities. The, the I've been there, I understand where you're coming from model is very important because we do understand. So we do have a lot of, a lot of good projects, training projects and helping projects for parents. We have resource, resources for parents and I need assistance. You can contact InSource directly from this page and ask a question or ask for help and we'll get you hooked up with, with someone. You can see call InSource, contact us online, find your local professional. That would be the staff directory, I believe. Use our website resources and then get training and that will take you to the training page. And so, um, again, we're trying to make this as intuitive and as easy as possible to get information from the website. But this really is a great resource, folks. It really, really is. Like I said, you don't have to wait till business hours or, you know, business office is open. You can go to the website and start looking. 
Uh, we've got some resources and I do think this page may end up looking a little different, um, but we've got all sorts of uh, good information. We have our parent handbook. You can download these or just open them and, and re read through it. We'll, we can send you these books if need be. Um, you can see this is an older page. We're not in um, 2017, 2018 anymore. We're in 2019-2020. We've got good resources here. Um, if you'll notice on the navigating uh, pane on the right-hand side, down towards the bottom to links, we've got Indiana Disability Specific Resources, national organizations. If you have a child with Down syndrome, you'll find a, a link to the national organization and probably to the state one as well. And I understand that we do have those. So those are those resources or groups that parents often uh, link up with to get up, you know, updated information on what's happening in, you know, regarding this particular type of disability. What have other parents done in these circumstances? Does anybody know a, um, a dentist that accepts Medicaid? You know, those, those are really critical questions sometimes. And it's really nice to know there are people out there that, that may know this stuff. So, you know, you can use this to get connected if you're, if you're not connected already. We do have a summer camp list that we update and that typically gets updated late spring for the following summer. We also have um, a college survey which gets updated every year as well which will tell you about the colleges and universities in Indiana and which and what sort of supports do they make available to qualifying students with disabilities because that might impact what choice your young adult makes in terms of what school they go to. You'd want to know. You'd want to know that. So again, it's all here um, under our resources. Good stuff to know. And then we come to the training page and you'll notice we've got a calendar and classes and we've got online courses. Um, and there's the parent support volunteer training, which if you choose to um, become one, that's where you would go. But um, otherwise, general trainings on special education would be available once you create a username and website. You'll notice webinars. If you click on webinars, you can find links to uh, upcoming webinars if we've got the link to register posted. Uh, sometimes it takes a while to get that, that link up there. But if you go to see what webinars are coming up, You'll have an idea of what, what's coming and you can make your plans accordingly. And below that are archived webinars. These are webinars that are available uh, to watch, to, to view, again, in the privacy of your own home. Um, so I think live webinars are a little more interesting, but it's still great information. We've got some really fabulous topics, really fabulous guest speakers. And you know we try to, we try to keep this fresh. Jill and I have worked really hard at um, finding topics that are very timely, as well as the old standbys, the basic information about special education and preparing for your conference, because all parents need that. And we always have new parents joining our ranks, kids with their kids having been newly found to qualify for special ed services. Okay. And then here's a training calendar. And again, this is 2018, but if you click on that, you'll see what trainings are being offered 
and you can click on it and see where it's being offered. There might be a local one in your area, or it might be a, a webinar, and it will provide a link to register for that event as well. Um, uh, or you'll notice on the 20th, they've got a parent support group in Terre Haute, and again, three year, two years ago, <laughs> um, almost. But look for things like that and see if there's some regional trainings or parent support groups or whatever that um, you might be able to attend and you can click on it and get more information and even register for it. So it's really, really pretty cool. And those archived webinars that I mentioned earlier, you'll see that we've got InSource, a parent center and, and parent support Volunteer program, we, we have that archived already for folks that were, weren't able to join us in person today. They can view it at a later time. Um, advocating for the foster child with special needs, transition, bullying, um, early childhood special education overview, lots and lots of topics that if you just go and look, pretty sure you'll find one or 10 that you might find to be of interest to you. So I would strongly encourage you to go there and and to do that okay i'm getting ready to hand this over to to jill um to talk about our parent support volunteer program i'm not seeing any questions folks this would be a great time if we could get you to um uh, to go ahead and and post a question if you if you've got a question i don't see any questions there's no open questions so, Jill, are you ready to take over? Yes. Okay. Let me, you know, we, I, we've had a break. <laughs> oh, my, man, my brain is still on break. I will be the first to admit, yes. <laughs> okay. Wow, it's not where I want it to be. <laughs> yeah. See what happens whenever you uh, you don't use it for a few days. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody. My name is Jill Summerlot, and um, I am a regional program specialist with Kathy, and um, I'm in the uh, Putnam County and I cover Putnam County, Hendricks County, and Boone County. So we're gonna talk a little bit about the volunteer and grow your skills. I was a volunteer um, when I started out with InSource. Um, I started out as a volunteer, just like Kathy did. Um, and uh, I was a volunteer for about a year. And then the girl that covered this area, she had, um, taken another position someplace else so that's and then I applied and that's how I came here I do have um, a child with a disability as well so how do you get involved well when we talk about being a volunteer as the screen says up here it's been you know and like Kathy had said it's been um, almost 40 years and we've uh, um, really have used our volunteers tremendously. 
they are a huge asset to us. Um, but one of the ways that we do use them is to, um, um, they can join our team. And, you know, when you do that, you can, uh, there's so many things that can come out of this. And, and working side by side with Kathy and I, doing, um, we, we use fairs, we do trainings. You know, there's so many things that you can become involved with. You can, you know, um, be able to, you know, grow those skills that uh, a lot of people don't realize as a parent with a child with a disability, you already have. And, and so, you know, um, it, it's just one of those amazing things that um, once you get into, you didn't realize maybe that you, that you did have. Um, but anyway, so let's talk a little bit more about this. If you want to grow those skills, you can help parents just like you with those special education issues. You're going to, you know, uh, program specialist with those workshops and those information fairs. You absolutely will be able to help with um, attending some of those case conferences and being a support for those parents and students that um, just like you've probably been supported before. There's always ongoing training. There's um, newsletters and webinars and um, there's just so much information that sometimes it's, um, um, you, we probably could just bombard you and overwhelm you with, but, and, and it's good information to be able to have in your, in your toolbox. Um, you'll be able to put this on a resume and um, be able to, you know, like I said, support other parents that are in the same position basically that you are. Um, my, uh, my position now, as far as my child, he is 22, he is no longer in school, um, works full-time job. So I'm not in the position anymore of being actually having a child within the school programs and things like that. To go to my volunteers and say, hey, you know, tell me a little bit about what's going on with your child and how things are, um, you know, working out within in their school. Um, there are social events. We do have... Um, uh, um, conferences where we get together and share information and to, again, um, grow those uh, information um, toolboxes that we need. And, uh, you know, ultimately what this is, it is a chance to help other families to make a difference. And, you know, that that's really what it comes down to is each and every one of us that has been a volunteer know that it does, it is a huge a, a huge difference maker in our lives. So if you want to um, join our team, if you like what you've heard about that role and um, being that parent, you might consider becoming that in-source volunteer. Again, you gain that expertise and that leadership skills and more. There's always those ongoing trainings and support. We do have a monthly newsletter. There's webinars and ongoing, you know, support with our, with our staff. Um, these will help you to advocate for your child and others. And again, it is something that you can put on your resume. There, you know, like I said, there are those social events. There's even a, a chance to make a difference in the life of other families. 
if you do feel like that this is something that you are wanting to consider and to do, um, then uh, again, this is going to be a, a position that maybe that you're interested in, a parent support volunteer. We are a very select group. Um, they, we are mostly parents of children with special needs, and we have been trained um, in those, both the laws and the special education law in Article 7 for the state of Indiana and those federal laws, um, that IDEA, about those special education processes. Um, it's very, um, I, I don't want to say it's not intense because it is intense. Um, it's a lot of information to um, hold within our brains sometimes, but you will get a um, in-depth training into uh, both of those, uh, the federal and the state laws. So why should you really become a volunteer? Um, you will have to, you're, you're probably a parent with a child with a disability. So that's probably why you're here. And you've probably already been helped by in source, somebody that's on the staff. Um, again, we will provide that ongoing training and we'll support you in um, gaining those skills. And um, this will not only help you in your personal life, but it can also help you in your professional life. Um, it helps to give back to other parents who are in need of that support in that um, special education arena. And again, if you want to gain that knowledge and those skills, um, then uh, this might be the opportunity that you, you might be wanting to look at. So when we talk about participating in our organization, there's a number of ways that you can participate. Um, there are different service opportunities that you can assist the families in gaining those resources. Um, there is uh, uh, that educational opportunities. Again, that is learning those, those ins and outs of that Article 7, which is Indiana special education law. There is that opportunity for the federal laws, that IDEA, and learning those. Um, so that would be the educational opportunity. The service opportunities, there is a lot there to be able to help with attending those fairs with our staff and to go to those case conferences and help support those other families that are in your area so that they would have the same support that, that you did. Again, there are, we do have those uh, opportunities for that educational component. You've never felt like you're just kind of left out there on your own. Um, you'll always feel supported and um, so that you know that you would be able to have the knowledge so that you would be able to assist those parents. Um, again, there's those opportunities of webinars that are twice monthly. We have archived webinars. Um, and I cannot express enough that even if, you, even if you're not going to do the um, uh, volunteer training, absolutely check out the archived webinars because there's a plethora of information. We do in-person trainings um, whenever we do the, uh, um, uh, not only with our, our volunteer training, we, you'll have an in-person day, but also you, there are in-person trainings that we do throughout the state. Um, there's those regional volunteer trainings that we do that um, each individual um, person I set up mine, Kathy sets hers up. Um, there's just different um, opportunities there. There is the volunteer newsletter and we do have the uh, annual conference 
that we come together and um, it's actually pretty fun um, being able to get together and uh, even just pick each other's brains. Um, there are some ways that volunteers serve families and in source. Um, it can be again through the fair. Um, you can educate your community. Um, there are some people that um, they, uh, like I said, the fairs, there is um, times that we set up booths. I know that I've been to several um, of the, um, up in Boone County, they have the um, Native American. Um, there's like a weekend up there that we go up and sit. Um, uh, so I've had, you know, volunteers that's come and helped me with that. Um, you can help with those in-person classroom trainings. Um, you can even help provide resources for those you're in your local area, especially those, those um, support groups that maybe I don't know about, Kathy doesn't know about, anybody that would be in your area, then you would be able to even provide those resources for those local groups um, and to assist in fundraising efforts because um, InSource is a um, nonprofit and we do, um, we do um, rely upon fundraising um, for um, some of our um, um, monetary assistance. There you go. My brain is just not working. And again, you provide that, effort, that um, assistance and that support to those individual families. So again, providing individual assistance to families, it could be a phone assistance, you know, um, email, in person, um, or attending those case conferences. It's, it's kind of like um, whenever, if you've contacted a, a um, in-source staff, they've maybe helped you on the phone, you may, you may um, be interested in just doing that. Um, there, it really is one of those things that it's really very rewarding for the service opportunities um, because we can help families to gain that knowledge and um, so that they do become a better advocate for their own child. And you know, there, there's, there's nothing better than, than feeling like that you've helped somebody. And we know that whenever we do give somebody knowledge, that that is power. So, you know, as you see on the screen, it's any of the four um, ways that you could assist on the phone, email, in person, or, you know, attending any of those case conferences. So if you like, again, what you've heard, you can apply for this. And Again, uh, I sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but you're really going to help other parents with the special education issues. Um, it could be one-on-one -on -one over the phone, in person at case conferences. You're going to be able to help um, any of the staff members that you would be um, in your area. And it would be, um, you would also have to help us on reporting um, if you have any of those contacts. So our funding would be able to continue. Because one of the ways that um, we do get paid is through those um, um, being able to provide the information to the Department of Education and the United States Department of Education that we are um, working with individual families. So who really benefits from um, the support uh, training volunteers? We really all do. Um, because there's 175,000 children approximately in just the state of Indiana alone. 
that are receiving those special education services. And so, you know, you can help other parents become those informed decision makers and help them to understand that they are a part of that case conference committee and they have an equal opportunity to be able to participate and make decisions in their child's education. Um, it does teach you a good way for effective communication and taking the program and it does help us to gain a better understanding of those special education laws. So how parents, how are parent support volunteers trained? There is online course and there is a classroom. So it was, it's several modules that you do online and then on your, what they call the third day, the final day, it is in a classroom setting where you would sit um, with Kathy, me, whoever would be the person that would be in your area that you would um, be with, then they would go over that final day. Um, there's videos and quizzes that you take online. And again, this is done at your convenience. And, you know, just like the screen says, once it's completed, um, then they, we work together on getting that um, in-person training scheduled and um, focus on those communication techniques. And so that does uh, to attend those case conferences. Um, if you see online, up on the screen, there is a place where you can go online to register so you can get started. Um, and again, the local staff and resources um, we are very dedicated to our volunteers and um, we do try to help coordinate um, so that you'll have the help and information that you do need. Some of the benefits for those for being a volunteer is that there is that clear positive communication techniques and um, this is one of those things that uh, really is a very vital role in making sure that um, whenever we are working that we do have the very uh, clear and positive way of communicating with our schools and our families. You will get that knowledge, that base knowledge of those special education law and the history. You'll have a very in-depth um, understanding of the six principles of IDEA in Article 7 and the resources that come along with that. And then you'll have the ability to develop those problem solving and no negotiation skills. And you know that that just itself alone is is helpful in being able to um, problem solve. You will be working with other parents and helping them through that educational um, special education arena. And um, we do offer the like, like I said earlier the continuing education through those monthly webinars and trainings. There's a monthly newsletter, an annual conference, and always ongoing support as you would need. And, you know, um, it's, uh, you do, I mean, it's, it's not like one of those things where you just are told this information, but it does come with a binder. It does come with a book. So you have all those reference materials that you would need. Um, so it, everything would be ready to go for you. We do have a public service announcement that I would really like to play for you. Let's see if it will play. Kathy, you're going to have to help me to make sure that it comes through. But this is our public service announcement. It is six minutes long. I'm going to go ahead and play it, and then we will um, hopefully see if there's any questions or comments in our um, uh, question box. Looks like I got the. 
please let me know if you can hear this okay. Yeah, I don't think that's working because I'm not hearing anything. Okay. I still don't know why this doesn't work through this format, but. Okay. Okay, well, we tried. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I really highly encourage you to just, if you get a chance to go on our website and to um, uh, look at the uh, uh, hmm. uh, PSA, I was gonna see if I couldn't get um, see if, um, boy, you know what? You can tell that my brain is not used to working today. Yeah, I've got a our video is right here. And let's see if I play it through here. We'll try this one more time. But I really highly encourage you that if you can go watch it, just and and Joel uh, Bonner is our is our uh, director, and um, he has some very very nice visions for how Insource is going to be proceeding and moving forward. But um, it's kind of nice to, to get to know that that new person. Still nothing, Kathy. No, no, it's still not. I'm wondering. Okay. I'm wondering. I don't know. Okay, well, please go online and, and, and view it because it is a beautiful video of um, and understanding a little bit more about InSource. And um, again, you'll, you'll see some of the staff and even some of our um, board of directors are on there. So if you would like to get started today, you can contact Beth Ernsberger. And Beth is, like Kathy said, she is out sick today. Um, but please feel free to reach out to her and or you can sign up in online and to become a volunteer. And Beth will be getting a hold of you as soon as she can. And um, then we can kind of go from there. Um, yeah. If you have any questions or comments or anything like that, please feel free to reach out to us at either 1-800-332-4433 or to insource.org. You can follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. We would really appreciate that. If you have any questions, um, I don't see any in the question box, but I'll be happy to um, answer any questions that you guys have today. Um, Kathy, do you have anything? Um, just want to re remind people, if you're a call-in user only, call 800-332-4433 by the end of business day today and let staff know that you attended by phone you, you, if you registered for the event or in-source, go to um, insource.org. Um, and well, actually, it's insource at insource.org to get staff to let them know so that you can get your certificate. Just that reminder that there will be a survey showing up shortly. Question number six uh, is the one that will allow you to download your certificate. And so please take a moment to do the very brief survey. We, we like your feedback. 
Uh, we do appreciate you joining us today. I want to take a couple minutes to uh, go over some up upcoming webinars that I think that you might be interested. We are going to be um, interested in. We're going to be doing um, a couple of Spanish webinars. There's one a week from today and then one on um, March 24th and these will be in Spanish. And I don't think we have a link up there yet for to register for this, but you go to our website, as I showed you, and go to webinars. When that comes up, you can register, you can share that with somebody that you, you know, that, that you believe might benefit from it. I'm really excited about January 21st. Um, we've, our topic will be raising expectations, detouring the schools, school to prison pipeline with Dr. Tara. Reinhardt. Um, we've all heard about that school to prison pipeline. Kids with disabilities are disproportionately represented in prison populations, or well, as adults and young people um, and older. And so uh, Dr. Reinhardt has developed a presentation talking about what her school district, um, she's superintendent, or excuse me, special education director at Wayne Township, um, what her school has done, what her um, district has done to try to derail that. It's something that all of us should be interested in because our kids really are at risk. They, they really, really are. So I hope that you'll be able to join that, join us for that too. I, I don't know if the link is up yet to register on under um, webinars on our website. If it's not, it should be um, very soon. I think I'd mentioned earlier that next month, Jill and I are going to be going back to basic special education 101. Always have new parents coming in, even parents that have experience. Sometimes need that refresher course. We can fill in some holes in your knowledge um, regarding the process and hopefully get some help you to get some questions answered. That will be February 4th. February 18th, we will be doing preparing for your child special education case conference. So got a lot of great tips and hints on things that you can do to prepare for conferences because face it that's where the majority of questions from parents come from to to Jill and I and to other staff you know there's a conference coming up they're not sure what to do and and we've got some really really good and practical ideas of things that parents can do to prepare because nobody can advocate for your child like a parent can because you're the expert, you're knowledgeable about their history, about their abilities. And so putting the information together about the process and understanding rights, coupling that with your expertise on your child makes parents you know, the, the best possible advocate that a child could have. So we want to put those tools in your hands. If you can't join us at our regular time, uh, we do have that archived on our uh, website under archived webinars. You can watch that in, in, you know, in your own convenience. We also have a 35 minute video that we've created with that same topic. Uh, and I would strongly encourage you to, to go there and look. We, we're in case conference season, folks. In fact, I'm starting to think we, every, we're always in case conference season, but it, it's here and we need to be prepared. And that's what that's all about. Starting in March, we're going to start uh, a series of webinars on inclusion. And I'm really excited about some of our guest speakers. 
talking about studies that have been done on including children with disabilities in general education classes. Um, also, um, one on presuming that kids with disabilities have comp are, are competent instead of presuming that they're incompetent, which is typically what we do. And then Jill and I are going to, in, uh, in uh, April, early April, we're going to actually do a webinar on inclusion, talking about what it is and, and what it might look like. So we hope that you'll keep checking back on our website, insource.org, and then look on trainings under webinars and get registered for those events. Um, we're just really excited that we're, we're getting a really nice lineup for you. So, okay, did I forget anything, Jill? I think you did a beautiful job. Okay. Um, okay.